Hello and welcome to the Sailorville Church Parenting Podcast. Our goal is to partner with parents to find biblical solutions to real life issues. I'm your host, Jared Leonard, and with me is my beautiful wife and co-host, Alyssa Leonard. Hello. And our guests today are Mark and Laura Fincham. Hello. Good afternoon. Well, they might be listening not in the afternoon. That's true. It's <laughs> That's afternoon true. for us because yes, we're recording is. this. But uh, thank you guys so much for joining us here today. Would you just mind sharing the ages of your children? And I heard Mark is uh, up to the task. So uh, I, we'll, we'll see how he does. We'll see if I remember their ages. <laughs> yes. Um, so we have four kids. Uh, we, uh, we just moved into the high school phase. So we have a freshman in high school. He is 14. And then we have... A new, newly thirteen-year-old. Oh, yeah. happy birthday! Yeah. Two teens, and then we have a nine-year-old and a seven-year-old. You realize how I had to look yeah, over? Yeah, I did. That They're doing like <laughs> fingers. Yeah, and, we're trying yep. to. But the podcast didn't know that, that until age. you just roughly told them. That age. That's all right. <laughs> to be fair, fall is birthday season for That's us, right. so it it's constantly changing. Hard yes. to keep track. Hard to keep track. Perfect. Well, we're excited about the topic today. Our topic is anxiety um, as a parent and uh, with kids. So oftentimes we talk about um, things uh, within parenting, uh, but oftentimes, especially in this topic with anxiety, uh, it trickles down from parents to kids. Um, and we'll talk a bit more about that. So uh, excited to have Laura and Mark on as well. Laura's done lots of counseling in this arena as well as my wife, Alyssa. And mm-hmm. so I'm sure yeah. they'll all have lots to say and Mark and I will just listen. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Laura, would you just mind sharing some of the background about your own recognition of anxiety and, and your control struggles? Sure, sure. Um, about four and a half years ago, um, I suddenly started um, struggling with anxiety um, in mainly some really physical ways. Um, Started experiencing um, just jitteriness, sleeplessness, um, waves of lightheadedness, feeling sick to my stomach. And, um, you know, for those things, of course, the first thing you do is, well, there must be something wrong with me. So you go to the doctor and everything's fine. And then you do the number one thing you're not supposed to do, which is Google it. And (laughs) when you do that, we're all like, you have 24 hours, right? Mm -hmm. So that's not helpful. Um, But I also really started then, it's like the two are connected, right? Like when the Mm -hmm. physical things are happening, then the mental battle comes right along with it. So um, it, I'm very social. I love doing things with people. Um, But it started being, I would look for excuses to not do things with friends. Um, even serving on the praise team was difficult, you know, and that's something that I have done for years. But, um, I mean, I would get those physical symptoms while serving, you mm. know, and so then it came, became this mental battle. Um, I, I really lived in the spiral of what if thoughts, you know, what if I pass out when I'm up on stage singing? What if this happens when I'm driving to get my kids, which you very quickly hit the bottom, right? Mm -hmm. When you start down that spiral. Mm -hmm. Um, At probably, I don't want to say the darkest, because it did, like, compared to some people, mine did not get that bad. But there was times when I was like, how am I 
am I actually a Christian? Like, can, can I be a believer and be struggling this badly with questioning all these things, you know? And so, um, I, I struggled with that for several months and with really only a few people knowing, um, but I was still serving. I was still taking care of my family. I was still, you know, jokingly like putting the Sunday smile on when you came to church and everything was fine and good, but inside everything was not fine and good. Um, and it got to the point God, thankfully in his goodness, brought me kind of to a breaking point one morning. It had been a, a rough morning and, um, I literally just sat down into a chair crying and out loud said, I cannot do this anymore. And, um, just, you know, we, we, our kids were four years younger than they are now, you know, so we were a young, busy household and, Mm -hmm. you know, I was trying to juggle all the plates, keep them all spinning and not let them fall. And, um, that, that really, um, he had to bring me to that point of realizing like, I, I can't keep doing this all on my own. And God was saying, yeah, you need to stop, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and it took, um, him kind of getting my intention, my attention that way to really, um, help me to, to realize that. So, um, yes, my, my anxiety presented itself really physically, but really it was revealing what was going on in my heart. Um, and that ultimately was idols in my life. Um, there were things that I had allowed to take a bigger place in my life than God. So things like control, um, that's, a pretty common one for most of us that mm-hmm. struggle with anxiety, but you know, I'm a perfectionist. So when things are out of my control, what if they're not perfect? You know, um, people pleasing, meeting, thinking I needed to meet expectations, whether or not they were actually there or meeting these own expectations of mine that I had created. Um, which again, you never can live up to all those things. Um, and then, you know, appearance, like how do other people view me? You know, not just um, how I look physically, but like, what do they think of me? You know, what my character, you know, what do they think about all those things? And so those things just became, became or had become consuming really without me even um, realizing it. Um, in First Peter five, um, verses six through eight, it says, humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God so that he may exalt you at the proper time, casting all your cares on him because he cares about you. Be sober minded, be alert. Your adversary, the devil is prowling around like a roaring lion looking for anyone he can devour. Um, I was listening to Satan's accusations that I wasn't enough and that I was failing in, in those areas. Um, and ultimately I had forgotten that my true identity is in Christ and that I don't have to be in control because God is. And so, um, thankfully, um, at that point I I recognized all of those things then. Um, and, um, I did start meeting with Meredith, um, and, and walk through some counseling and was just really able to identify those things. Um, and and work through those so yeah Yeah. that's really good yeah thanks for sharing that and I think a lot of us can look back on a hard 
season of our life or something hard that God walked us through and see how God used that thing, that circumstance or that struggle to make us more like Jesus. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and that could be lots of different things, but tell us a little bit, Laura, about how God used this specifically to make you more like Jesus. Yeah. I I think that phrase, I mean, obviously here at Sailorville, we use that a lot, like, Mm -hmm. right. More people more like Jesus. Well, how does that happen? Well, we, the sanctification process, Mm -hmm. right. And it's sometimes that means, um, you know, that we're walking through a trial and oftentimes that is painful. Um, a verse that I always think about when I think about this is, um, John 15, one and two, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. Every branch in me that does not produce fruit, he removes and he prunes every branch that produces fruit so that it will produce more fruit. Um, Mark loves fruit trees. We have a (laughs) plethora of them in our yard. Um, And, you know, every February or March, he'll go out and he will prune those fruit trees. And oftentimes it's like, why are you cutting these good branches off? Um, You know, those could produce, you know, that's where the fruit's going to grow. But he does it because if he cuts off some of those branches, if he prunes some of those in the spring, when the buds start to form, right? And through the summer, the fruit that's going to grow is going to be better and it, there's going to be more of it. And so, you know, the, the same goes for us. Like sometimes we have to go through those hard sanctifying seasons mm-hmm. so that he can produce more fruit in our lives so that he can um, refine us, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. There's, um, there's lots of verses even that I think of, um, in James, right? We were working through James actually yeah. Yeah. in the in the um, sermon series that we're in. But at the very get, very beginning, consider it a great joy or pure joy, brothers and sisters, whenever you experience various trials, because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance, and let that endurance have its full effect, so that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing. So those trials, those hard things are used for good in our life. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I can see that. I mean, um, in Second Corinthians, it talks about we are comforted so that we may comfort others. Well, yeah. I have I have 100% seen that play out. What God taught me as I walked through my season of anxiety, I have then been able to turn around and not only encourage other people who also walk through anxiety, but also other things where mm-hmm. they feel the pressures of life, right? Or or that they're walking through a hard season. And the Lord has allowed me, I mean, you mentioned that the counseling thing, like that, that came from me having walked through this and now I get to, mm-hmm. to help encourage and counsel others. Yeah. 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 Um, so, so how has this changed the way that you parent and maybe even Mark chime in here a little bit, how has it changed the way you, you both parent together, um, as a result of, of going through a a difficult season? Yeah, I think for, for me, it gives me more, um, compassion maybe is the right word. Mm -hmm. I think it's easy for 
maybe especially us as guys to just say, well, here's the problem. You just need to stop doing this. Yeah. And, you know, problem solved. <laughs> uh, it was super easy. And um, I, I, I find myself tending to do that both with Laura sometimes and with kids saying, well, hey, here's here's the problem. I can just fix it for you right now. Mm-hmm. And um, taking taking time to more understand where your child or where your spouse is coming from to understand it and realize it, it you know, in Laura's case, she, she understood that it wasn't like I just could tell her, Hey, you just need to stop worrying and you'll be fine. Uh, it's, it's not that simple. And so mm-hmm. having like helping to understand that and, and me understanding that better now, I think has made me a better mm-hmm. husband and a better father, I think, as, as kids or a spouse go through that. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, it's kind of that, um, the balance of understanding versus tough love. Mm-hmm. Um, before I experienced anxiety, I probably would have fallen in the camp to respond to somebody struggling with anxiety. Uh, we kind of joke about it sometimes, but you just need to stop that, yeah. right? Like, but having walked through that, I understand yeah. like sometimes to others, what seems just really simple, mm-hmm. like why why is this such a problem? is a really hard reality for the person that's walking through it. Mm-hmm. And so I un, I have a better understanding now of sometimes there needs to be that grace and that mercy shown in a situation when your kid is really struggling with something. You know, the, the best thing you can do for them in that moment is to love them. Um, maybe it's to say, you know what, the best thing for you is to probably not have to go do this activity. But there might be another situation where you have to show the tough love and mm-hmm. you have to remind them, you know what? You're going to be okay. Like we've, you've done this before, nothing bad happened or whatever their fear is, right? You can yeah. tailor it to it, but encouraging them like you can do this, or you know, you've, you've committed to this, you know, sport yeah. or, you know, yeah. I've heard yeah. parents talk about that where it's like a kid just wants to quit halfway through a season or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it may be tied to something like this, or they're worried or they're scared or someone's being mean to them on the team or, or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and they're like, I'm just going to quit. And sometimes maybe you need to talk through that and, and the conclusion will be, yeah, this isn't healthy for you. But sometimes it, it maybe means, no, the, mm-hmm. you need to keep going through the hard thing right. and not rescue them immediately. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it's, it's helping them, right? Yeah. Because then the next time around, you can say, see, remember last time, mm-hmm. you know, you you had victory in this area. Like, you did it, and you did it well. And so um, I think something else, too, that I noticed in myself, and actually some of the resources that we have in the counseling room allude to this, but our, ender- our emotions can be such an indicator of what's going on in our heart. Mm-hmm. And so I, you, I just noticed you know, like if, if one of my kids is acting, you know, if their emotions seem off or, you know, you just kind of can, can feel like, I think there's, there's something more going on Mm -hmm. than just like, it was a long day at school, you know, Mm -hmm. like, so just learning like, okay, I need to maybe pull them aside. Like just really ask them, try to dig in and find out like what's going on in their heart that might be causing these bigger emotions that they're that they're having. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Just, um, having the wisdom to know 
<laughs> which direction to give it if it's grace or mm-hmm. if it needs some tough love, like you said. And God's word does say, do not be anxious. But yeah. it also says, cast your cares on the Lord because he cares for you. He's mm-hmm. not just telling you to knock it off. <laughs> quit being afraid. He, he wants to help us mm-hmm. with that. And that, that can be a process. So yeah. God also tells us to ask for wisdom. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's, I mean, that's biblical as well. Yeah. So He's how do we, how do we have help. wisdom? Ask yeah. from God and he'll give it to you when you need it. Yeah. And be in his word. <laughs> what, what scriptures or truths, um, I'm sure there are ones that have become especially dear to you because of the struggle with anxiety and probably related to anxiety, I'm sure. So what are some of those scriptures that are especially dear to you? Yeah. Yeah. We've Um, already shared a bunch of them. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you have more. I mean, something that I found when I was really struggling with anxiety is I knew I needed to read my Bible because, I mean, really, I knew ultimately that was going to be the best thing for me is to fill my mind with truth. God's word is a powerful tool. Mm -hmm. Um, But I would sit down and try to read and like your mind is already spiraling about a lot of things. So Mm -hmm. then I, I, I'm like, well, I'm reading words, but it's just, it would almost feel overwhelming. So I actually got a spiral note cards and I would write out specific verses Mm. that were really, um, touched specifically on or, or specifically about, um, your thoughts or fear or anxiety. And I would put it, um, on, on the windowsill above my kitchen sink so that as I was standing there, I was like a captive audience cause I was mm-hmm. doing something, but those truths were, um, were right there in front of me and mm-hmm. I would just read them over and over again. Um, one that we go to in the counseling office a lot is Philippians four, mm-hmm. um, First of all, it it speaks kind of to like these are the things that you should think on. Um, but the, let's see, verses. Um, Maybe like six, I think. Is yes, that, verse Don't six. be anxious. That's what Alyssa was referring to. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and in that verse, it says with thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So one of the really helpful things that I pulled, that I got out of that was focus on things that you can be thankful for, mm-hmm. right? Because it's hard to... When you are seeing even the little things, you know, like in the wintertime, we have these like stretches of, of dark days. And some days the thing I found was the sun came out today, you know, like it can be as simple as that. But when we look for God's hand in our life throughout the day, your, your perspective changes and you stop looking for all the things that you can be fearful about or worry about or that that you can let yourself spiral into. Um, But then below that is when it gets into what we are to think on, right? Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure. And I would literally start going through that list, you know, if, and taking those thoughts captive, you know, when I could feel those what if thoughts, you know, and so starting to go through the list. Well, most of the time you could stop at whatever is true Mm -hmm. because what I was thinking like was, was not true. And so that was time and time again, you know, I, that would be like the first thing that would come to mind. Um, let's see, I'm, uh, I've got, I've got my spiral right here. Um, one of the ones that, um, I really love second Timothy one seven for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but one of power, love and sound judgment in those moments when you are fearful knowing like, 
that is not that is not from the Lord. Like he doesn't he doesn't want me to be fearful. Right. You know, he doesn't want that to be what my thoughts are are centered on. Um, so even reminding me of that, you you mentioned like casting our cares, yeah. you know, and and even that visual picture of just like offloading this heaviness that you are feeling um, is oftentimes even just thinking about that, like handing them over, opening up the clenched fist, just letting go of those things that we are so tightly holding on to. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, Isaiah 26, 3, Romans yeah. 8, 18. Um, there's literally like you could just keep going there's on and so on. There's so many. There is. And yeah. that's what's so encouraging, too, is like just filling yourself with God's word is so helpful in times when you are feeling so out of control. It pulls you back. Yeah. Yeah. And you're right. It is sometimes really overwhelming. Someone who's really struggling with anxiety, it's really overwhelming to open your Bible and to read because you, you're just, you're right. You're spiraling, spiraling, you're overwhelmed. And so that alone is like, I don't even know where to go. I don't even know what to read. Um, for me personally, I found like memorizing was really helpful. And so even repeating the same verses over and over or chapters. Um, one of my favorites, I'm going to add to your list here. Yeah. Psalm, what, Psalm 16 in one of the verses says, I, I love the whole chapter, but one verse specifically says, I will bless the Lord who counsels mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. even at night when my thoughts trouble me. Yeah. I always let the Lord guide me because he's at my right, right hand. I will not be shaken. And oh my, at night, can my thoughts trouble me? Absolutely. Isn't that? Yeah. And so, um, that's one that was has been especially dear to me. But again, there's so many and you can go anywhere. And there are other ways, I think, to get truth into our ears. There's a lot of um, musicians that put scripture to music. Yeah. And that was a big thing that was helpful for me when I didn't really know where to turn in my Bible or feel that felt overwhelming mm-hmm. opening that. But to have scripture playing in the background in the yeah. name of kids music. It was kids music and playing it for my kids, but it was really for me. Let's be <laughs> honest. So, yeah, those are really great verses. Mm-hmm. I love all of those that you mentioned. So what? Seeds Family Worship. What else? Seeds Family Worship is one of them. Um, Slugs and Bugs um, is another one. They have a lot of really silly songs, but then they mix them in with scripture songs. They're really fun. Our kids love those. Um uh, those are the ones that come to mind off the top of my head. I can't remember. There's a few others that do. Anyway, just yeah. thought I'd throw it out in case parents thought or thinking, oh, yeah, that would be great. I wonder what she was listening to. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> those, are th- those are the big two that we listen to in our house. For little kids anyway, mm-hmm. or like elementary-ish age. Yeah. Uh, I let's, thought, turn the, let's turn the tables here on the yeah. boys and say, how can a spouse support or encourage their Mark, yeah. other spouse who's <laughs> struggling. Well, you already mentioned one was having yeah. a heart of compassion. Yeah, I yeah. immediately thought of of Matthew chapter nine, where Jesus looks upon the crowd and he had compassion. Mm. And if you've heard mm-hmm. a, a message on this passage, is uh, you know it's compassion from the gut. Splunk nizomai. I think I can't remember exactly what the Greek word is, but you spell that. The idea, <laughs> yes, S P L. The idea is is like. From, from deep within, he had a, a compassion that then moved him to action as well. Um, yeah. So I thought, I thought about that and uh, definitely has helped me. I, that's an area I personally struggle with is very similar to what you were mentioning, Mark. Um, a, a compassion, having compassion at heart and, and going through this with my spouse, with my wife has helped me understand yeah. maybe 
maybe a little bit. Still working on it. Alyssa's smirking at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it it just it, it's you. We may be wired differently to not fully understand mm-hmm. someone that's going through a season of anxiety, but but maybe things like this will help help people see. You know, just because you don't understand it doesn't mean you can't. Um, help them and be there to listen to them and and don't just try to jump right to solving it. But sometimes them just talking through it is the best thing for them to, you know, you know, for Laura to, to help get through it when she was experiencing that. And so it is that that compassion is really, really important and not trying to just jump right to solving it. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I think just being being able to remind her of things if if she's worried about something, remind her of of what's true, or you know, is is that really something that's true, or is that is that something that maybe is um, that that you've just made you know made up and that you're you're letting go too far to where I, you you can be that grounding in some in some cases I think as well and 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 you know sometimes just um, knowing when to maybe push a little bit to get them out of their comfort zone a little bit. Like, like Laura mentioned, she didn't have much desire to, to leave the house. She just, you know, cause that, that caused a lot of anxiety. And, and so, you know, I would know if, if we were going out on a date night, we were going out or something that you sort of realize that's probably going to happen, but help, help her push through and get through it because that's, that's, you get some of those small victories mm-hmm. can, can really be helpful to, to get through it. I think. It's really good. Nothing to add. Nothing to add. Okay. Mark, <laughs> no, Mark, that was really good, Mark. Mark said it all. Yeah. No, it is. It is. Um, so let's turn the tables again and and point this toward kids. Yeah. Do you have any experience with your kids struggling with anxiety? Um, what What has that looked like, or what do you think? Or even other people's kids or friends and yeah, yeah. things like that. Yeah. Um, you know. We haven't, we haven't thankfully had, had any of any of our kids that have went through really huge bouts of anxiety, I don't think. But I think all of us that have parents will, will notice certain things about, about a child that, that maybe they go through a little bit of it. And we have had um, at least a couple of our kids go through that. One of our, one of our older ones kind of went through a period of time where um, it just didn't feel good. They, they didn't, um, kind of stomach issues and just, just didn't feel good a lot. A lot of times it was right around a big event happening. Mm. Uh, maybe it was something they were really looking forward to or a birthday or something like that. And so they got really frustrated because it felt like, well, I'm, I, I never feel good when it's time because I get just kind of all worked up and anxious, not anxious, kind of in a good way, maybe of looking forward yeah. to this, but it still affects you, mm-hmm. has some physical effects. And so just Helping them see that and and knowing that maybe that was coming when there was a big event coming up was helpful to just kind of prepare us and be be ready to help them work through some of those issues. So we saw that. I would say with our youngest, we also saw, if you remember back uh, here in Iowa, there was a, a derecho, which was a new <laughs> word for all of us. It's like a hurricane pretty much in Iowa. <laughs> Um, it's a hurricane, but in the Midwest, right, yes, which right. is, and you don't have thing. weeks to prepare for it. <laughs> right. It happens. Yeah. yeah. And you hear about it about five seconds before it happens. Great fun. <laughs> and so our youngest at the time was probably, you know, four and, and just the, the impact of that kind of made them really fearful of storms for quite a while. Still, it still is kind of fearful of storms. And so, um, 
that that's one of the things, just the practical things we saw of just how do you help them through this fear of, you know, oh, is it going to rain today? Is there a storm today? As soon as there's a loud noise, we run inside and and are and are worried about it. And so uh, there's just various things that we've done to help them through that. And and it probably kind of shows the the differences or the the compliments of how Laura and I parent. Laura probably um, helped them see more of of the truth and what, you know, what's real and what should we be thinking about that. And, but then there would be times where I would take them and just say, Hey, we're going to, you know, there's, there's some thunder in the area. We're just going to step out on the porch just once and just see that you're going to be okay. And be a little bit of that tough love to them and say, Hey, we can, we can make little baby steps to, to go out and let's face your fears a little bit. In a safe environment, you know, dad's holding you. There's no tornado There's no, sirens going exactly. on. Yeah. And, and We're so, not supposed to be seeking shelter <laughs> yeah. right now. So there's been things like that that we've done to try to to try to help them through that, I guess. I don't know if you'd add anything to that. Yeah. One. I mean, Mark mentioned, you know, the older one. And I mean, there was there was a and an not incident, but there was a time like it, it was their birthday and they were they were like really struggling to even go to school, you know? And Mm -hmm. I, I had one of those parent moments where like you, you have, you realize like I have to make a really hard split second decision, you know? And you're like crying out to the Lord, like, what do I do? You know, what is the right thing to do? And, and on that day, in that moment, I chose to show that child grace and mercy and decided maybe the best thing for them on that day was just to spend one-on-one time with that child instead of saying, no, you're fine. Go to school. Like you're fine. And I'm not saying that every day of the week I would make the same decision, but on that day, that was the best thing for them. And so we have had like little instances like that where you, you have to make this, like it kind of goes against like your natural parenting, Mm -hmm. like what you think you would do. But for me, having gone through it, you know, like Mark said, I, I understood in that moment the best thing that I can do right now is show this child some love and understanding. Yeah. Um, but and yeah, like you know, with with the the younger one, I think just asking them questions that causes that you know that the answer that they have to give is going to come help them to come to the conclusion of truth, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, especially if their fears are irrational, you know. So why are you scared of this thing? And what do you think, you know, why are you scared of thunder? Well, can thunder actually hurt you? Or what, you know, sometimes it might even ask them those questions helps get to the heart of their fear. You know, if you have a child that's fearful of going to school, okay. So like, do you have fun at school? Like, you know, trying to get to what is it about school that they, that they are afraid of sometimes then helps us to be able to better help them. I think. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. And you've you've kind of answered this a little bit, but maybe you have something in addition. What are some truths that you remind your kids of in those moments? What I mean, we've already mentioned lots of scripture. So if you're like, yeah, I've already given everything I've got. But <laughs> you know, as I think about that question, the one thing that just came to my mind was, you know, what truths are you reminding your kids of? you're reminding him of the truth. You know, mm. Laura mentioned it of there's there's so many lies that we tell ourselves when we're when we're anxious or worrying, that's, it's usually lies that we're believing. And so it's, you are telling them the, the truth. And, and sometimes that's, um, spiritual of, you know, God is here for you. God 
cares about you, those truths. And sometimes it's just, you know, the laws of nature truths like thunder won't hurt you and things like that. And so, but it, but it's always truth, not, not a lie because that's yeah. what they're tending to believe in those, in those anxious situations. Mm. Yeah. And, and always the, I mean, Laura, you mentioned the, what if, you know, that's always where their mind is going. Well, what if we have another derecho and this, this storm is going to be like that one or whatever. Yeah. yeah. When I was really struggling with my anxiety, one of the things, um, you know, probably from the stress of the anxiety was like, I started losing a lot of hair. So then naturally, like, I'm like thinking I'm going to go bald, you know? Yeah. So that was like that a bad. fear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mark sitting here bald, <laughs> shaved head. <That's> right. <laughs> and so I reached out to a friend who is a hairdresser, you know, like, yeah, really like, what can I do to keep all, you know, keep this from happening. And thankfully, like in the Lord's goodness, she herself had gone through a season where she had struggled with anxiety and she she told me a phrase that I have never forgotten and I've also passed it along to so many people because when you're struggling with anxiety the what ifs right and she said until it is it isn't Mm -hmm. and I have used that over and over again because we can say what if all day long but until that what if actually happens we're just making up how it's going to end yeah and so we can even say that with our kids, like, well, until this actually happens, it hasn't happened. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's, there's no, re- there's enough to worry about today, right? The Bible yeah. says yes. that there's no reason to waste our, our worries and our fears on, on tomorrow. Like, let's just deal yes. with what's right here in front of us. And so even that, like something short and simple like that yep. to, to remind yourself, like it isn't. So yeah. why am I wasting mm. all of this worry and fear on this? Yeah, I have a similar phrase that I heard when I was really struggling, and that was, there's no grace for your imagination. Because God promises, my grace is sufficient for you, mm-hmm. but he doesn't promise us grace for whatever <laughs> I've conjured up in my mind. There's grace for what's happening today and right now. You know, there's no grace for my imagination. Yeah. That That's one that's been very helpful, but similar to what you're mm-hmm. saying, too, of until it is, it isn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Mm. Well, how has your struggle helped you in pointing your kids to Jesus or even other people? You've talked about that again a little bit. Maybe just touch on that briefly. Um, And even Mark, you can jump in there as well. I mean, kind of the same as as what Mark just said. I mean, just constantly reminding them what is true Mm -hmm. and who is in control. You know, like if your child is afraid of the weather, like we've kind of keep circling back to that. But well, who is in control of the weather? Well, God is, right? And God, you know, remind them God loves you, you know, remind them the truth of like, who is, who is God? And um, I, I think just continually pointing them back to that. Um, I don't know. That's. I would just say too, maybe it's um, beyond even our, our own kids is, it's very easy when you're going through a season of whether that's worry or any other of the struggles that we go through, you, you think that you're facing it alone. It's, it's very mm-hmm. easy to say, well, nobody else is going to struggle the way I did with this. And um, being able to help others see, no, we've went through that or, or other people. And I think that's the benefit of a podcast like this or being in a local church is to help, help people see, no, like, I went through that too, or this person went through that too. And there's, there's hope for you to get through it because sometimes that's what they need more than anything is, is the hope that they can get through it. Um, 
and that others have went through that as well along with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the enemy really wants us to think we're the only yeah. ones. Mm-hmm. We are alone. Yeah. And that's so not the case. Yeah. And and our ultimate hope, I mean, I I love where you you were taking that and our ultimate hope is that our, if, if we have a relationship with Jesus, um and we're we're <coughs> assuming that I suppose a little bit here that we will live with him forever someday in a perfect world and None of these things will be happening. Um, but until then, mm. what, God has not called us to a life of comfort or ease, um, but but we should find comfort in him. Yeah. We should cast our cares on him. Yeah. Jesus says, in this world, you will have trouble. Yeah. Take heart. I I've thing. overcome yeah. the world. He yeah. did it. Yeah, He's that's our where hope. our eschatology yeah. plays in here of, you know, the end times. Yes, and... He, Right now, as we're recording this podcast, it may not be, you know, a thing, although I think it is going to be in the history books. Israel is at war. And uh, Mark even mentioned, you know, some our kids have access to lots of different um, things now that maybe previous kids didn't. It can cause yeah. uh, them to to think of the what ifs and all these things. And, and yet we can think, OK, but in the end, if you're on God's team, God wins. Yep. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we probably have some parents listening who either are experiencing some anxiety, uh, fear themselves, or have a child that is fearful, um, maybe even anxious. Um, how how can we help a parent know when have I reached the point where my child needs something more than just me helping them through this? How do I know I've gone? This has gone from worry to anxiety. Um, I mean, we're not experts. We're not, (laughs) we're not certified counselors (laughs) necessarily. Um, we do love to point people to Jesus and, and help walk some people through that here at, at Sailorville. But, um, yeah, how can, how can we help those parents that are like, where am I at with my child? How do I know when I need some more help? Do we have any thoughts? I think sometimes, and this, this is the, the benefit of a local church. And, you know, if, if, if people are listening that aren't plugged into a good Bible-believing local church, it's it's probably a plug for that. But mm-hmm. sometimes you just need, uh, I'll call it almost just like a quick checkup with somebody else of, mm. hey, my child's going through this. Should I be more worried or not? I mean, we've we've done that here at Sailorville is just had a quick, you know, just, just a one-time thing with, with somebody on staff or whatever say, Hey, we're, we're going through this right now. And sometimes it's just that reassurance from someone else to say, uh, yeah, you know, at that stage of life, like that's pretty common that, that yeah. a child goes through that. Um, so sometimes it's almost like a second opinion, right? Yeah. Of like have, mm-hmm. um, have somebody that you trust within your local church or, or somebody that's a solid believer and say, Hey, we're, we're struggling this with our, our child. Does this sound like, you know, how worried should we be? I, th- I think yeah. that's good to just sometimes have somebody that's maybe not as close to it and maybe can look at it a little objectively and give yeah. you some truth because it is hard yeah. in the moment when it's your own child and you're, you're worried of, Oh man, they're, they're going through this and this is a, this is a really big deal. And, and just mm-hmm. kind of have somebody to, to offer some, some help. Yeah. That's good. We could even spiral them into anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> even yeah. in our own mind. I yeah. can mm-hmm. like, oh my word, if I don't stop my child from worrying right now, they're gonna become anxious. That doesn't 
Then oh, you're boy. anxious no. and they're anxious. That's right. right. <laughs> then we're a mess. No, I'm back to my imagination. No, <laughs> that's really helpful. I love that. I, I, that's one of my soapbox moments of, that's why we need real people in yeah. our real life. Like social media is yeah. great for a lot of things. Yeah. But advice on something like that, you need a real life person in your real life yeah. who knows you, knows your kids, who can help you discern that. And any of the four of us would be happy to, yeah, to talk sure. with you. Mostly Absolutely. Alyssa. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but even, I mean, no, that, would. that brings up a good point. Like as a parent, I mean, really, if your kid is struggling with anxiety or anything, right? Mm-hmm. If, if it's anger, if it's yeah. whatever it is, it can be, it can get to be a very, lonely place where you feel mm-hmm. like you're out on this island struggling mm-hmm. through this thing with your child but we forget like we have the body of Christ mm-hmm. and not that you go and spill your kids problems to everyone but there there is encouragement there is wisdom there there's so much to be gleaned from those who have walked through those situations before you or whose kids are maybe a couple steps ahead of you um, just to be reminded, like you aren't out on the island mm-hmm. all alone, and and there's other people that love your kids and yeah. might even be able to speak into your kid's life in a way that's received from your child better than they might receive it from you. I mean, I know that is something that, like, yes, I want and will continue and always do speak into my kid's life, but also understanding you know, especially for our older ones, like there does come a time when sometimes they receive hard words better Mm -hmm. from somebody else than they're going to be from me. And as a parent, I just want them to grasp the hard word, you know? And so like being okay with there being someone else that you know and you trust that loves them also speaking into their life. I think there's value in that too. Yeah. Absolutely. Plug for our Plug youth for ministry. Plug for youth group. <laughs> uh, you're hearing that over and over. The body of Christ. And yeah. uh, I mean, that doesn't matter where you live, whether it's here or anywhere around the world. Absolutely. Get plugged into a, a, a local body of believers mm-hmm. it's, that's pointing you and, and your kids to Jesus. Well, we like to wrap our podcast up, um, the last few, by asking, how can we, the people here at Sailorville, pray for you specifically as parents? So just share a couple different ways. That's one way that we can encourage you and encourage one another. I mean, for for parents, for any parents, I think, that are in the stages of life of raising kids is just wisdom and how mm-hmm. to parent them. You you feel so many times like you're, you know, you're you're lost about what to do. It can be you know, you're always trying to figure out the next stage, right? As soon mm-hmm. as you figure out one stage, they go and grow and move on to the next <laughs> stage. And you got to start all over. Um, so I think it's it's wisdom in pointing our kids to Jesus and and knowing uh, knowing which things to really um, hone in on in their lives. Which one, you know? There's always things that that you could. Um, you know, that you could really nitpick with them about and all the different things, which, which ones are the really big ones that matter and which ones are the ones that maybe don't, but just wisdom, I think as parents is mm-hmm. a, is a big deal. And, um, maybe also just praying both, I mean, specifically for Laura and I, but also for others, you know, in the, in the churches. Um, if, you know, if you're in a household with, 
you know, with a spouse, like pray for your spouse and your marriage as well. And, and I know not everybody has that, but if, if you do just that, that marriage relationship is so important as well to how you're raising your kids. They, they know if things are going well or not going well. And so it's, um, it's just another aspect to, to think of. Yeah. Good. Uh, any resources? We always ask, ask for that as well. And, um, actually on this one, we have an abundance of resources. So <laughs> they're unlimited. Uh, well, I don't know about unlimited, but there's a ton. And, uh, we'll just have Laura and maybe even Alyssa mention just a, a couple of resources. And if you're looking, if you're a parent and you're like, yeah, I'd really like more resources, uh, just reach out to us. We or got, a specific age group. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. what, what we mentioned may, may or may not be work for your age, but yeah. Yeah. Um, there, there are some definite go-to um, booklets that, you know, in the counseling office we um, hand out. So those you can you can always um, pop in um, or or catch somebody on the counseling team. Um, there's one called Safe in the Storm that is really really great. Um, it, it's one that you'll read through more than once. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there there are also ones for kids, um, like how to to help your kid through through anxiety. Um, Jared, it's got, he's got one helping your anxious child. Um, I also um, ha- read through multiple books. Um, probably a couple of my favorites. Um, one of them was called "Get Out of Your Head" by Jenny Allen. That um, I mean the the subtitle is literally stopping the spiral of toxic thoughts. So. Um, <laughs> And, you know, with anxiety, that that's what quickly happens. So that was really great. Um, and I did did mention, you know, part of my big struggle um, was just those idols that I had let take over and forgetting who I was in Christ. Um, so so a book that's not necessarily specific to anxiety, but I think when when you are your thoughts are not not staying on truth, reminding yourself of of who you are in Christ. Um, Identity theft is actually put out by the Gospel Coalition, and it's kind of a collaboration of a bunch of different writers, which um, was just really great for me to go through too. But yes, there there's an abundance mm-hmm. of great resources. So if you um, are interested, you definitely can catch one of us, and I can I have a, a stack, a literal stack. So be happy to share those with you. Yeah. Yeah, those are good ones. Um, I love She's Even Got Afraid of All the Things by Scarlett Hiltabidal. That would be a great one if you're a parent and you've got maybe a teenager who's struggling with fear and anxiety to work through together. We also, I know of a companion book set. I don't think we have it sitting here, so I don't totally remember the title. Um, but there's like a parent guide and a, and a student version um, of going talking about anxiety with your teenager. I wish I remembered the title. Um, but that one's really great for you know, walking along, we always talk about how parents, you are the main discipler of your Mm -hmm. kids. As much as we, as youth leaders and ministry leaders want to speak truth to your kids, like you said, like we're trying to say the same things that you are just in a different way. Um, Discipleship is, you are the main person doing that. That's your job. And we just want to come alongside and help you. So um, that would be a great way to disciple your student. Um, And then there's lots of Lots of great kids' books about feelings and how to even just put words to their feelings that maybe it's not anxiety, maybe you're worried. Yeah. Um, and giving your kids some of those feelings, words, and helping them understand that can be really helpful. Yeah. Good. Really good. Well, thank you. 
uh, so much, guys, for coming. And thanks, listeners, for listening to this episode of the Parenting Podcast. Thanks to the Finchams for joining us. This has yeah. been awesome. Um, I'm praying and hoping that this specific podcast will be a, a really good resource. All of the ones we put out, uh, we pray that they're a good resource to parents as they're seeking to do what none of us really know what we're doing, but we can seek wisdom from the <laughs> Lord, parenting the children that he's provided for us. So uh, we'll provide links to those resources that we mentioned in the show notes below. And uh, we'll, we're currently lining up, I guess, for next month. If you have a topic or a question that you'd like us to cover in the future episodes, we'd love to hear from you. And just knowing that you listen is really uh, encouragement to us as well. So thanks for joining us.